Hello and welcome to the Vicar's Watch Dibley, the podcast where three priests link our stories to those of the Reverend Geraldine Granger Kennedy and other TV vicars. I'm Kate. I'm Jenny. And I'm Ruthie. Today we're looking over everything. <laughs> we've come to the end of watching the Vicar of Dibley. We've been to see Dawn French in her show, so we talk ah! a bit about that. Jenny can't quite contain herself still. And we just talk a bit about what we've learned from watching the series and uh, what the future of the podcast is. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hello. That was a very musical hello. Do you know yeah. what? I think today is going to be a singing episode because one thing I learnt when we went to see Dawn French is that <gasps> I burst into song whenever I'm super happy and excited. I just can't stop singing. You are a living musical, aren't you, Jenny? Yeah. When the emotions get too much, you burst yeah, into song. Yeah, I do. Mm. I didn't know it, but there we go. That's true. <laughs> so a very musical hello. I was worried you were going to float off a few times as well. It's kind of like I kind of grabbed onto you thinking she's going to float away. I pretty much did, to be honest. We're going to get into that in a minute. Surely we have to. Or shall we get into it now? I mean, what else have we loved? Is there anything else? Or is this the only thing we're going to talk about this day? I think this, this is the thing we've got to talk Everything about. Everything pales so what in have comparison. We loved? We've loved going to see... Well, no. Can I just break it down? Can I just boast for a second? Yeah, can I just on. drop Please all do. humility and like, you know... <laughs> When you know the last time we were here, guys, Dawn French was on the podcast. Mm. Let's just take mm. a moment. Was she? I can't remember that at all. She was here. <laughs> Dawn French. Her what? presence was here. Her spirit was with us. She literally <laughs> was here. And during that episode, um, it wasn't put on the final edit, but she actually invited us to go to mm. London Palladium to be on the guest list to um go and see the play. Now I'm not being ridiculous. We were honestly in such fab seats right in the middle clear view of dawn before us just being in the same room as her as if that wasn't Mm. enough but then afterwards to go and have a little prosecco uh to be you know in a in a place where there were other people excited to see her celebrating the charity that she was involved what they were doing and then when she comes into the room as if it hadn't been enough to been in an auditorium with her suddenly there she was Mm. I mean, I think the first time that she came into the room, she was about two or three metres away. Yeah, and she two acknowledged us and she, she said, did. I'll come see you later. She did. Yeah. And she, she did. did. And she did. And like, she did. It was just, <laughs> she did. Yeah. it was just absolutely insane, wasn't it? And, yeah. and we had some really wild encounters, I think particularly um, when we first got to the theatre, to the Palladium, and we met Ruthie's friend, really randomly, was yeah. there. Um, Shout out Becky. Yeah, Becky. Um, And she was like, oh, yeah. Um, And said that someone had mentioned they'd been listening to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I... I know who he is. Cool. We got a message from him. So, hi, Mark. Thanks for <gasps> shouting about yeah. us at the Palladium that you sent a message saying, I hope you had a good time. And we did. Oh, it was amazing. Did. It so, was so good. So good. Yeah. I'd never been to the Palladium before. And the show is so funny as well, mm. isn't it? Yeah, the Palladium's gorgeous. And the show itself is absolutely hilarious. So I'm going to slightly modify the language. But Dawn French is a huge twit. Absolutely. Mm. I was honestly, I feel sorry for you, Caitlin, because I was literally next to you going, ha, 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 the whole time. 
but it was so funny i i cried i laughed i whooped like oh man if you can go and if you can go and see it it's really good i think 12th of october is when the book is out as well so don't want to be obsessive but it's one to watch and one for, to read for sure and what i hadn't realized jenny is you didn't realize that we were going well we were initially going backstage but then this charity event was happening and we got invited to go and hang out at that and mingle with other people who were like oh gosh I recognise some of these people's other celebs. celebrities and there was us yeah. in the corner busy chatting to other people and there was that lovely lady we met pretending well, like we knew what we, we were doing who, um, was one of the techs for the show and was off to do the Lion King and we went yeah, and chatted to that's so people. true and there were loads of um, people on Instagram who are also kind of fan accounts of um, Dawn and we met loads of you guys so it was mm. lovely to meet you and yeah. <laughs> us being there and going I don't think we quite fit in here and then meeting everyone else and going oh cool we found our people this is all good so <laughs> absolutely amazing it was a, a genuine yeah. dream come true so yes I think that's one thing we can agree of what we've all loved this week mm-hmm. um I mean I announced it in church did on you? Sunday <laughs> it's been all the only thing on my yeah. actually someone else did there was another another priest in my village was leading and uh, he said, right, everyone needs to make sure they talk to Jenny about something amazing that happened on Thursday mm-hmm. night. And if people weren't my Facebook friends, they'd have been like, what? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had to talk about it, obviously. Yeah. Highlight of my I, blooming life. I used it as a sermon illustration. Nice. Oh, yes. <laughs> How did you get it in there? Um, so because my mission project is welcome and I was visiting a different church in Medinery on Sunday. Um, so I was talking about welcome, but also... um. I felt that the readings from Jonah and the workers in the vineyard from Matthew, um, could you, you could also use them to talk about welcome, which is what I did. So, ah, very yeah. good. Hospitable landowner welcomes the workers mm. and gives them all a denarius. And make and makes them feel like they are of equal. Everyone is of equal value, yeah, which is what Dawn so did. And actually, I really want to give <gasps> a huge so shout true. out because Dawn has this amazing gift of making everyone feel like yeah. you're on a level with her. Um, and partly for me, because she's only a little bit taller than I am. So not, Yeah, not height-wise, but... <laughs> literally on a level. But, um, but also, actually, it would have been so easy for us to be there. And there's a couple yeah, of Hollywood stars <laughs> in the room. Um, and um, she could have... You know, just said, oh, yes, yes, hello, and then moved on to the more important people. But she really made us feel like, not just like um, we were important to her, but almost like we yeah. were her collaborators, yeah. um, so, which I really loved. She yeah. was very, yeah. very hospitable, wasn't she? Very and generous. that's what God does uh, in the kingdom no, of heaven. I like that. <laughs> I see the parallel between Dawn yeah. and the Lord. <laughs> this is this is where yeah. we're landing, isn't it? Because let's face it, actually, this is a bit of a an end episode. I mean, for those of you who are about to get your hankies out, don't worry, there's something amazing coming. But actually, this is a full stop in the Vicar's Watch Dibley journey. Um, and there's a change here, and we're moving away from what we have been doing and moving into pastures new. So it makes sense that actually this is the episode where Dawn and the Lord come close <laughs> parallel. <laughs> ah, so Jenny, as you said, we reached the end of this particular Vicar of Dibley journey mm. in that us systematically watching the Vicar of Dibley episode by episode 
um, analysing it and reacting to it, responding, talking to each other about it. That's coming to an end. So in this, this is a bit of a sum-up episode, really. We're tying things together, tying the end of our season one together. So I want to ask both of you and myself and all our dear listeners, how has it been, especially if you've been rewatching with us, how has it been watching The Vicar of Dibley in this Mm. way? I think for us revisiting it and deliberately watching it as vicars... um, but maybe our listeners as well, you gain new insights. <laughs> One thing I wanted to say yeah. that I'm really mm. pleased about is re-watching it hasn't killed it for me. You know when you, like, if you did, like, mm. English Lit or Media Studies or something like that and you re-watch something or re-read something and totally analyse it for different stuff, it could just mm. mean you go, oh, I just hate that book now. <laughs> like, I've ne- never, ever want to read that again. <laughs> but that's not been the case for me yeah. with Vicar of Dibley, I think. I think there's... There's definitely episodes that I prefer and there's been ones where I've been like, okay, this one isn't as great, but I would I would never go, I can't watch Vicar and Dibley ever again now because I've just watched it too much, which is yeah. a bit of a relief really because it could have gone the other way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because so many things, especially, especially stuff from the 90s, um, from decades, comedy from a few decades ago, doesn't mm. age well always. Um, I think I think we found that when we watched that yeah. um, Father Ted episode, Python. Um, mm. the pod as well, and when we watched um, Life of Brian, um, comedy which is really good comedy doesn't always age particularly well. But I never experienced that. Well, there with were the of Dibley. some bits. It, felt... but it wasn't as bad as others. <laughs> uh, yeah, mm. yeah, one or two bits, but not as yeah. jarring in yeah. the same way. What do you think, Jenny? Yeah, no, I I definitely would agree. I think that something that came out, um, which Dawn kind of spoke about, but we've definitely touched upon, is how the episodes are like comfort blankets for people. And Mm. actually, when you're just having a a rest day or a lazy day, or I think she spoke about some people that were recovering from cancer or like going through really bad times of um, just bad seasons of life or recovering from being poorly, Mm. that they would go to it as something to watch over and over again. So it's not just us nerds who watch it in order to make a podcast again, but actually it's like the na- one of the nation's go-to programs for something that's like a probably classic British, but also absolutely funny, mm. warm, welcoming. And it's just got goodness and love shining through it, I think. Yeah, so it's been an absolute joy and pleasure to rewatch. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, as I come back to you time and time again, Geraldine Granger is, you know, one of the first women vicars that we had. So actually learning from her again Mm. has been a nice thing and comparing our ministry to hers and bringing out the similarities, laughing about the differences and everything in between has been, yeah, a spiffing journey, Mm. quite frankly. Do you still have the same kind of go-to episodes now? If you were going to go watch uh, an episode Mm. or two with Vicar Dibley, like, I've just Mm. got, you know, an hour, half an hour, I could go watch, you know, a little something. Would the episodes that you kind of go to change, do you think? Oh, that's a really good question. Thank you. I just thought of it. I think mine have. Oh, what would you say yours are? What were they and what are they now? I think it used to be um, Holly Happy. Holly, holy, happy ending. Uh, um, I think that used to be the one that if I was going to rewatch Big Rube Dibley, that's what I would go to. I think now I would go for um, 
animals, definitely. Oh. Um, maybe wind or in the weather. Yeah, that's a great episode. <gasps> on on animals note, though, again, I got a message from our social media of someone in Adelaide, Australia, um, saying that their local cathedral was doing an animal service Ooh. and that they thought of us in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. So, so if you're around <laughs> Adelaide, <laughs> then you're uh, there's a, a service going on very soon. Go have a look at the cathedral. That's amazing. <laughs> Actually, well, I've been inspired as well because I'm doing my first pet blessing service in a couple of weeks' time. <gasps> Are you? <laughs> yeah, it's a tradition yeah. my church used to do, but I've never actually done one before. So um, that should be <gasps> hilarious. Please yeah. tell me he is wearing his bishop regalia. Who, my dog Henry? Yeah. But do you know what? I hadn't thought of that, but I better, please I better dig it out. Yeah. Put his, him in his bishop outfit, please. <laughs> and just have him with me while I lead. Okay, I'll give yeah, it a go. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, brilliant. But I, I think... So rewatching Vicky of Ghibli has been lots of fun, but it's also been some really difficult parts as well. I think there's been parts yeah. where maybe the episodes have hit a little bit harder than we were expecting, but also I th- I think the process itself was quite tiring. Um, I really enjoy. I think I really enjoy going back to watch a Vicar of Dibley without having to take, to take notes and <laughs> without having to pause it every few minutes, every few yeah. seconds to write something down. Um, yeah your brain caitlin has been a blessing to this podcast because i would never go i'd never watch something and then go oh imagine if it ended like this or i would never let my creative juices bring up like alternative endings or like ask the next question whether you've always been so good at thinking like oh well what would happen if there was a different ending or something like that um which is actually that's been really interesting for me because yeah, that's kind of opened up my mind in a like in a positive new way. But I can imagine that's been tiring at times as well. Yeah. It's more I, I'm I'm as you will realise if you listen to a podcast, I do tend to really delve into the. Um, I like I enjoy things. I I do enjoy trying to work out what hymn book for hymn numbers point to, etc. <laughs> but at the same time, it will be I'm looking forward to not necessarily feeling like i need to go and do that research yeah <laughs> make a time for sermon that said <laughs> um i'll probably just continue doing that with what, what the stuff we're doing next, rock and roll so. the one thing though that we have still yet to do is to go to where the vicar of dibley is filmed yeah. i would really like to do that that's something we haven't done yet so um watch this space for updates on that yeah, yeah. it was nice seeing um one of the the people we met at, at the show is uh, an Instagram account called Jen and Dawn Titting About, which is a great account. Go follow them. Um, and uh, she uh, went with, I think her mum came over. They're from the States. They came over. It's nuts. Yeah, uh, so and cool. went to the village and took those pictures. And I was like, oh, we need to go. We, we definitely need to go. Need to go. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it would be nice because we realised, going back a few conversations, that when we were in London together, that was the first time all three mm. of us had met together since before starting the podcast. Like, yeah. it's nuts how much we've done this separately mm. and in different places. And um, obviously both of you in different ways, but mm. not all three of us together. So, yeah, yeah, we need another adventure out together. Be good. Yeah. yeah and totally. we're not... Um, we're not completely done with Dibley. Let's just say that. Mm, yeah. Never. 
Never. Yeah, it lives Never. on in us. We're, we're literally walking mm. dibbly people, so how could it ever fade? Yeah. Yes, because we've learned lots from dibbly, and mm. I think one of the things we wanted to talk about uh, to kind of sum up uh, our time together is what is one thing that we've learned mm. from uh, watching Vicar Dibley from Geraldine's ministry that we've kind of taken mm. into our, our own ministry and the stuff that we've been doing as vicars in the real world. Kate, should we start with you? Yeah. So the thing that Geraldine has taught me about being a priest is to be unashamedly yourself. And yeah. I think um, when I... The first time I watched Vicar of Dibley, the first time round or maybe the first time I watched it while I was training for ordination, I was really embarrassed by Geraldine. And I remember playing the game, I'll um, spot the pastoral mistake. Because um, I just I just thought, I just kept thinking, oh, she's doing everything so badly. Um, oh. She wasn't. Um, but I think just realising actually it's okay to be yourself. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be the super priest. You don't have to be um, artificially holy. Um, mm. You can be who you are enjoy your personality as god has made it as long as you're not overindulging um the worst parts of your personality <laughs> and enjoy your interests as well you're allowed to have non-church interests mm. um, and enjoy the friendships that you build done. along the way as well so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because i think related to that people think that priests and vicars should fit a mould still mm. um, and I'm just looking up there I can see a picture of people we trained with at college and just going yes there is a type of mould that's still there mm. and I mean I'm seeing quite a lot of white faces up there and mm. uh, you know certain background and education standard and, mm. and, and that kind of thing which you're kind of forced into being part of clergy but actually there is diversity in there as well and there are different mm. people and, and different likes, dislikes and, and understandings of things and, and yeah, to be truly yourself and be the priest that God called you to be because mm. I don't think God said, Ruthie, I want you to be a priest and have a complete personality transplant. Yeah. No way. <laughs> I want you to be a priest, but you're going to um, have to completely change, completely, yeah. and change how you look as well. Yeah. And change how you speak and all of that. And actually, no, that's not that's not how God works. God calls us to be ourselves. Yeah. And I think we can see that in the show. I think we see Geraldine has been called to this place to be her. And over the course of the show we see that that flourish. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. How about you, Jenny? What lessons well, apart from Lots of your personality and loves and likes and singing has come from Geraldine. <laughs> What's the one thing that you have learned? Yeah, very true. So, yeah, loads of my intonation or the speech that I think, like, or the things I think of, the speech that I use, that intonation range, it's all, it's all Geraldine. It's quite embarrassing, really. Um, but the, <laughs> the thing that really shines out to me, the one thing that I've learned from Geraldine that I um, really take away and treasure and come back to you time and time again is her genuine love for her people. Mm. And I think this marks the number one like gift of being a priest or a shepherd to your people is that you need to actually and genuinely love them to, to live a life where you translate to them the love of God. 
And what I love about The Vicar of Dibley is it's not beautiful, it's not glamorous, it's so hard and it is costly mm. and it makes your heart break, but it also leaves you in stitches as well. And uh, and I don't know, I think, I think being on the inside of some of those relationships, when we look at, you know, we've talked a lot about Geraldine and Alice and how their relationship grows and blossoms and, you know, some seasons where it's harder than others, of course, that's just the nature of any relationship. But... Um, I was talking to a vicar, uh, listening to a vicar preach recently on God's stubborn love for people. Mm. And I think that's something that... Great line. Isn't it? Yeah, God's stubborn love, like unrelenting love. And that just comes across and shines in Geraldine Granger's ministry, which is fictional, but it's the best of like what it should be. So I think, yeah, that stubborn love, that lasting love, um, which makes and endures, you know, endures you to ride the highs and lows with people mm. um even if they're totally on another planet even if they're boring even if they're sour even if they're rich or poor or somewhere in between um watching Geraldine do that has been yeah a great blessing and quite inspirational as well yeah absolutely because mm. love is such a difficult thing to do as well I mm. have written in various places that my job is to love people and love God. How hard mm. can that be? And the reality is very hard <laughs> a lot of the time. And, you know, yeah. loving God can be difficult because mm. sometimes you can feel disconnected from God and far away or frustrated or angry or just questioning God's existence and all this kind of stuff. And people are even more difficult to love sometimes. And mm. they do things to hurt you and they mess things up and they, um, they irritate you. But if you know if you've ever loved someone or or and that's not just romantic love i'm not just talking about that i'm talking about friend love and mm. you know parents and siblings and and neighborly and all these different kinds of love love goes through trials doesn't it and ups mm. and downs and sometimes you might not like a person but you choose to love them and and that's a really difficult thing to do and mm. Yeah, it's a difficult thing to do to your congregation as well and loving them even when, you know, someone might have sent you a snarky email or loving mm. someone when you know they're having a tough time and there's nothing that you can kind of say or do to help. Or mm. Love is a big, big word, mm. isn't it? For, yeah. yeah. Well, a small word for a big thing. Yeah, definitely. well, and especially I think um, our culture trains us to assume the worst of people. I think in terms of when someone is behaving, I don't want to say badly, but behaving in a way that um, upsets you or disconcerts you or concerns you, our first reaction, which we've been trained to have, is to think this person is horrible. They must be a terrible person. They must, or they must really hate me. They must be doing it deliberately to me. Um, whereas actually... The, the reaction we should be having when someone is behaving in, in, in a way that causes us worry should be worry and love and compassion and saying, yeah. what is happening? You know, I know you are not like this because I love you and I and uh, you live in my heart. Therefore, I want to know how I can help you for what's causing you to behave in this way. Yeah. Um, and I know that, you know, if you're really stressed and the way you exhibit stress is to be really short with people, then um, actually, you know, if I approach that with love instead of suspicion, 
I recognise that you're not being deliberately rude or cruel. You're actually overloaded and maybe I need to offer to, you know, share some of that load with you um, to give you more capacity. And there's something about, instead of responding in suspicion, responding in love, which I think just modern modern living doesn't doesn't encourage. Um, when I first moved to Doncaster for curacy, I really noticed to myself, just sort of walking around the area I was in, feeling more suspicious of other people, you know, gathered around. It's, I shouldn't feel suspicious or, see, you know, see a group of um, young teenagers and think, oh, what are they up to? Are they going to jeer at me? <laughs> you, you know, oh, are they up to no good? <laughs> Actually, you know, we should be able to... Well, you know, being sensible and recognising true danger where it is, we should be able to actually embrace each other with love. Um, so mm. I try to encourage people to assume the best of each other. Um, and I hope that means we recognise better when people truly aren't behaving well in ways that prop do actually need to be challenged. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I'm now thinking about Emma though, <laughs> and Mr. Knightley coming along and going, "Badly done, mm. Emma. It's badly done indeed." <laughs> mm. For anyone else that doesn't get that reference, I am with you. It's a Jane Austen. Jane Austen. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Come on, Jane. For, the, for the uncultured among you, I am with you. <laughs> but we see it play out in Vicar of Dibley, though, don't we? With I think particularly the character of David Horton. Yeah, where both he and Geraldine learn to assume the best of each other. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. Which yeah. is really, I think that is one of the highlights of the whole show, is seeing someone who is unreservedly Geraldine's opponent from the first episode actively seeking to undermine her by the end being one of her greatest supporters. Mm -hmm. And that's because of hard work that was put on on both sides. Yeah. That didn't happen easily. And that's not going to change both their personalities at mm. all particularly you know it softens some of the edges that they both need suffering softening but you know david's always going to be a card carrying tory landed gentry um all this kind of thing and geraldine's gonna not be those things mm. <laughs> and mm. you know them learning to love each other and live with each other doesn't mean that you know well david does does sign up to be a member of the Labour Party, no, doesn't he? Say, he does change for one episode. <laughs> we, as we see in that episode, it's mm. it's not a good idea. It's not going to work for him. So yeah. you can love people with difference. And mm. I think that's something the church needs to learn as well again because we can mm. so quickly kind of get our little tribes and fight our little battles against each other and go, yeah. you're my enemy and, you know, you're doing mm -hmm. things wrong and you're ruining the church and, and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, people on, on all sides of different arguments do this. And actually, mm -hmm. how so do we disagree body, with love? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Ruthie, what have you learnt from the Vicar of Dibley? Uh, I think I wanted to reflect on making mistakes uh, mm. because, and it was interesting that Dawn talked about this, about the need for Geraldine to be a flawed character, that she was too nice. And actually realising that, you know, we are all flawed characters. We're mm. never going to be perfect priests because 
you know, the perfect priest is Jesus. So we're not going to be that. But actually, we're going to make mistakes, but it's how we make mistakes and how we recover from them, apologize Mm. for them. um, And actually, sometimes we'll... uh, It's perhaps not a mistake, but we'll do things that people disagree with Mm. and either we need to stand by them, um, the the decisions that we've made and stand firm with that or change our, our understanding and hold up our hands and and say where we've messed up. But um, I think it's, yes, mistakes and conflict that this is always going to be a part of, well, life, ministry, everything. And how do you deal with that well? Mm. And Geraldine tends to do it with, you know, standing by her morals and knowing her reasons why doing something. And if she does something wrong, she apologises. It might not be in words. It probably should be in words. But it's often in action as well because actions are quite memorable. So like the Celebrity Vicar one where she gets um, Darcy Bustle in and um, Mm. yeah, things like that. Although sometimes her words do follow after several hundred chocolate bars or Uh, a couple of bottles of wine. (laughs) (laughs) There's always a process, isn't there, before you get to the point of transformation or apology. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, um, definitely. a version of the show that doesn't exist but could have existed. And Jenny, I'm going oh, yes. to do what you like this. There's I a version this. that could have been written where the first female priest on TV was perfect and without flaws. And she was the long-suffering straight man, as it were, in this comedy. And we saw her being Mother Teresa throughout all the challenges of the show. That show wasn't written, and I think we can thank God that that's not the show we got. Yeah, it's a realistic show, isn't it? (laughs) Actually, Mm. the fact that Geraldine herself has her flaws but is still a good person is so important um, as a role model, not just for female clergy, but for for or any even just for clergy, but for everyone. Mm. Um, And actually, it's not necessarily an archetype of a character that we see that much in TV. Mm. I think some often the moral character is undermined. Um, if we look at kind of other priests who've been recently on TV, you know, there was the um, the one that David Tennant played who was a murderer. And um, Spoiler. <laughs> I, I haven't seen The posters for it have been covered in blood. I think they know that he's a murderer. Um, oh, dear. You know, I I think that there's something that the narrative of fiction, there's a story they like to tell about how the moral character in the community, whether that's a priest or someone else, is actually secretly corrupt Mm. and is the the antagonist of the story. But what the Vicar of Dibley managed to do is create a character who... She is the moral heart of the community and of the show, and she is flawed, and she is still good, and we love her. Mm. So I think we've enjoyed going back, haven't we? We've learnt lessons. Mm. There's been familiar things that you go back to, like an old comfy pair of slippers. There's been times that maybe we found spiders in those slippers, but <laughs> we've dealt with them. <laughs> um, and yes... 
so a big thank you again to all of you for listening and our new mm. listeners who've who've come along with Dawn. Mm. Thank you very much. Um, uh, we hope you've enjoyed the episodes that we've talked about Vicar and Dibley. And as Kate said, it's not all going away, but there are some changes happening, aren't yeah. there, Jenny? Yeah, so that's right. So I'm going to be stepping back from the podcast with the close of this season. I, I I want to just add to what Ruthie's saying, just say thank you so much for our amazing listeners and for all the comments and the things that you've written in for the emails. We've so enjoyed um, and I've so enjoyed being a part of the podcast and talking about my favourite programme in the whole world and my favourite subject. I've loved reflecting on ministry and life and being a woman and being a priest, it's been such a joy for me and really memorable. And every time I watch back The Vicar of Dibley, I will think of you both and all of our lovely listeners. It's been Aww. such a joyful time. Um, but yes, I will be taking a step back from the podcast and I'm going to be making room for somebody new. So I will be probably popping up every so often on the podcast and I'm definitely going to be uh, over-egging the feature of being able to send in voice notes and stuff to the podcast. So don't worry, <laughs> you won't wholly getting, be getting rid of me. Um, but yeah, I need to put my uh, time and attention elsewhere for this next season. So I really hope you have a wonderful time with your new co-host, Ruthie and Kate. Um, are you, is he, sure, going to introduce him now? Oh. Wait until he's actually here. Well, you've given away slightly of it, but you've yeah. said he, we are. Ooh, Jesus, mm. it's Jesus. It's Jesus is always back. here, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we've decided that we're, we're adding a bloke into the mix um, mm. and it's someone that you have heard previously on the podcast. It's our friend Ross Meikle, who Woo. was on an episode with us. He uh, tested out earlier on in an episode that we called Snog, Marry or Holy Ghost, which I absolutely loved and adored. Uh, Ross Meikle is a priest down in Reading um, and it's really exciting to add him to the team because he'll have a whole different way of looking at different things and uh, we are losing so many things with Jenny. Um, like I've said it to Jenny before off off air, but I'll say it here that you are so much of the heart and joy of this and you just bring it back to remind us about the God stuff and, and you've just got so many wonderful emotions and that sounds patronising, <laughs> but it's not meant to be. Um, yes, and yeah, so some of the heart and soul is leaving with Jenny. Um, oh, but we goodness. have decided to add Ross into the mix and we hope he will add some of those things in. But of course, we could never replace Jenny. It'll oh. be a, a different character adding in. And so it'll be a slightly different way of doing things because obviously we have run out of Vicar of Dibley episodes apart from some of the comic relief ones so we're going to be doing things a little bit differently mm. so if you want to go have a little listen to Ross and see what Ross is like go listen to our Snog Mary or Holy Ghost uh, episode and then in the future soon there'll be some other episodes coming out Yes, so we'll be releasing our reintroductions episode, just like we did right at the beginning. We did an a mini episode called Introductions. We're doing reintroductions, and that will be a chance for you to get to know Ross a bit more. We'll also talk about what our new format's going to be like um, and share a bit more about that. Then we'll have the first real episode of season two of the Vickers Watch Dibley. And then after that, we'll be continuing our regular pattern of releasing a new episode every two weeks. 
Yay! Awesome. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be waiting at my phone mm-hmm. for that eight o'clock. Is it eight AM release time? Eight AM. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna be up watching, waiting. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to uh, check out what the new format's going to be like. It's going to be brilliant. 8 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time. Yeah. So thank you all again for this journey and listening with us. We mm-hmm. have enjoyed doing this so much, and we wouldn't have been able to do all the things that we've been able to do with meet people like Kate Botley and Dawn and all these amazing things that we've done um, without you guys listening. So thank you, and we really hope you'll stick around for the new Please season, despite Jenny not being there. <laughs> Um, but yeah. yeah if you want to come and find me by the way you can find me on instagram at, at the vicar today i'll be keeping on uploading what i'm doing and ministry bits and bobs there but yeah i'm definitely going to be checking in with you guys as well and yeah really excited for the new format and so excited to hear ross a bit more as well um you're gonna have so much fun yeah so to all of you bless you for listening bless you for listening bless you for listening We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Vicar's Watch Dibley. Thank you to Toby for editing our ramblings. Any views expressed in this podcast are our own and don't necessarily represent those of the Church of England or any other organisations with which we are affiliated. And as always, bless you for listening. Uh, because it's my last episode, I'm just going to do whatever the diddly I want. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. That means I'm going to tell you my favourite joke that we've had on the podcast you might remember it but i don't mind this is my favorite joke of all time so i'm gonna tell it again are you ready (laughs) yeah knock knock who's there i know which one it's gonna be (laughs) who's at the door jenny you're a poo. I knew it was going to be you're, you're a poo. You're a poo. <laughs> Yay, thank you for humouring me.